the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. The title of the message today is The Word of the Cross. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And we're going to read it momentarily. So if you have a Bible, just turn there. And I, I had to, I, I felt that I, I, it's Pentecost Sunday, that I, I felt that I needed to preach on, uh, on, on the day of Pentecost, but I had to change it the last minute. So if I mangled this homiletically <laughs> and hermeneutically, please understand, uh, we want to be able to encourage and instruct one another in the Word of God as it pertains to what's going on in our world. If, you, if you're watching the news, you will probably notice that there are uh, three very different events that took place uh, over the weekend, uh, three events that have been dominating the airwaves. Number one, the successful launch of the first manned mission to space from American soil. That happened yesterday. The second event that's been dominating the airwaves is uh, the uh, rioting of the streets, on the streets of the major cities in America because of the killing of uh, an African-American man in the hands of a white police officer. It's been dominating the headlines. And of course, the ongoing threat of COVID-19. Just when we think that things are going to get better, we're faced with you know, another, another issue that we have to tackle. Now, the launch of the SpaceX marks the, 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 the remarkable, another remarkable achievement in the field of science and technology as the advancement of scientific knowledge has clearly multiplied over the years. On the other side of the spectrum, the intensity of civil unrest caused by the anger stemming from the killing of George Floyd have entered new heights. I, I've lived a little bit and I haven't seen rioting as massive and as intense as the one we're witnessing right now, whether it's in Minnesota, in Atlanta, L.A. Every major cities in America are having uh, riots and civil unrest, including our own um, Bay Area. And this, 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 this exhibition of depravity has reached new heights. And people are expressing their genuine anger, rightfully so, as people want to confront the injustice that's going on. And rightfully so, there are many, many more people taking advantage of the situation and causing chaos, violence, looting, and the burning of establishment, showing 
unrestrained, unrestrained disregard for the law. And no social distancing, by the way, while it happens. And of course, we're still dealing with the continuing lockdowns brought about by the corona pandemic that had many, many states and local leaders scrambling for answers at the expense of depriving people their basic freedoms in order to be able to fight a threat uh, that is plaguing everyone in the world. The sad thing about this whole thing is I, I, I've been hearing leaders, whether they're governors or mayors, blatantly declaring that in dealing with this coronavirus, they will exclusively be guided by the science and data alone. The remarkable confidence that many people who are supposedly experts are trying to demonstrate is the fact that there's no other means by which this pandemic can be eradicated but by science and science alone. Now, let me tell you something this morning. Science is fine. We just witnessed a new spaceship rocketed to the sky in space in about 13 minutes. That's a remarkable achievement of science. But science has not prevented the depravity of people on display as they protested and rioted, destroyed property, and incite violence. It hasn't done a thing. Human depravity is one of the many, many things that science will never ever be able to resolve and we will be so foolish to believe that science alone will solve the problems that ails humanity only God has the power to do that and we will be wise to listen to God's word in fact I, I heard one governor says um, this 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 pandemic is going to be solved by science and God has nothing to do with it this will be resolved by scientists. As if, if you believe in God, uh, you necessarily don't believe in science. That's not true. Godly people, people of faith, believe in science. There's no denying the achievement of science. But to say that scientific solutions alone will cure what ails humanity is foolish. It's foolishness. The devil is having a field day because churches are closed. Make no mistake about it. He's capitalizing on what's going on right now. And we are falling right into that trap. So what does God say? What does the Word of God have to say about what's going on in this world and all of these things? How does God see our attempts at solving our own problems? Let's read our text this morning. Again, it's in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1. Verses 18, rather, to 25. Listen to the words of Paul as he spoke to the Corinthian Christians. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ 
crucified. A stumbling block for Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. I think it's pretty clear what God is saying here in this text. And that is, there's real wisdom and there's real foolishness. And we need to look to the wisdom of God. Foolishness is described here, first of all, as the rejection of the reality of God's presence. You want to define what foolishness is? It's here in this verse. Foolishness is the rejection of the reality of God's presence. The word foolish there is the word moros, which we get our word moron. So what scripture is saying, it's moronic to think that you and I are wise enough to solve our problems without God. That's what God is calling foolishness. In verse 18 again, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will prostrate. Frustrate. Paul wrote in his letter in response to what's going on inside the church. Let's give a little bit of a context. Apparently, believers at Corinth at this time are having factions. They're having infighting. They wanted to put uh, their leaders uh, in separate categories. Some people want to follow one leader, and another group wants to follow another leader. They're looking to wisdom from their leaders in that church. It's highly likely that the church at Corinth at this time was being infiltrated and being affected by what's going on on the outside. Uh, they, they look at the philosophers in their world. They look at theologians out there in their world. They, they look, they're looking at, at experts out there in their world. And they're trying to emulate the wisdom of those secular people in their world and try to bring them inside the church. They try to, they try to, put, their, they try to put the wisdom, the same wisdom that they see outside, and they want to bring that same wisdom in. All of it are human wisdom. And Paul says, you're foolish to do that. You cannot allow wisdom to originate from people. It's dividing the church at that time because, because they are looking for tangible manifestation of what they need to do or to find answers to the things uh, uh, that, uh, that is plaguing the church. Paul says in scriptures, no. We're only fooling ourselves if we think that answers can come from a worldly perspective. Even today, we have the same dilemma. Even today, people still try to resolve the issues of life by human means. And the Bible repeatedly condemns that. Foolishness is the rejection of the presence of God in our reality. It's the rejection of the presence of God. Today we find in our world people who are trying to solve. You know, what, 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 what are people doing to, to, to resolve the problem that's going on right now? The rioting and all of these violence that are going on. You know what people are doing? They're, they're, they're going out there and they're demanding social justice. 
That's a big word in our society today. You know, we, need, we need to go through political means. We need to go through change of policies in order to address these issues that are killing our people in our communities. We need to push for social justice. We need to push for more political uh, 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 power. We need to push for more policy changes. We need to come up with more technological advancement to resolve this. We need to come up with some more scientific things to do in order to solve this problem. And God is saying, all of that you can do, but without my presence, it's foolishness. But without me, it's foolishness. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. But we insist. We come and we protest. We do things that are horrible. And you know the sad thing about this protesting that, that we see? Okay, there were people there that were genuinely protesting for social justice for the right cause. They were really angry at what was happening. But per every person that has a correct motivation to protest, there are 10 people who shows up only to cause trouble and chaos, just to destroy, just to do violence, just to steal. And that's what we're seeing. We're, 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 we're clamoring for social justice. We're clamoring for more laws. We're cl clamoring for restrictions here, here and there, left and right. But without the presence of the life changing gospel, it will not work. It's just foolishness. Without God's participation, it's foolishness. It's moronic. Paul says. Why? Because people's hearts, your heart and mine, are genuinely dark. It needed the light of the gospel. All of us have darkened hearts. And those people that are doing the looting and all of that, you can call them what you want. But the fact of the matter is, hearts are darkened. And they needed to see the light. They need to see the light. And God says, I have provided the light. The light of the cross of Jesus. That's the only light that's going to transform a darkened human heart. And I could never say that enough as a preacher. I might sound like I'm just blabbering this thing. But let me tell you something. I can tell you, science will be here today and a thousand years from now. It will never ever affect the person's heart. Because only God can do that. And God has done it. But we choose darkness. People choose darkness. People still clamoring, oh, if we, we just do more social justice work or more scientific advancement or more political change, elections coming up, maybe if we just change leaders and all, you can do any of that. But if you take God out of the equation, we'll find ourselves dealing with this again and again and again. Only in Christ Jesus can we find true transformation, true forgiveness, True grace, compassion, and true expressions of love, mercy, and reconciliation. He accomplished this by dying on the cross. And the cross of Jesus accomplishes three things. Number one, it replaces rationalism with revelation. Oh, that sounds foolish to a lot of people, especially those who are scientifically enlightened. 
Because rationalism says everything has a reason. When you're trying to solve a problem, rationalism says you need to deal with it by reason and knowledge and not through faith in God. That's what rationalism is. You can't really solve any problems by, with, with faith in God. You have to have reason, evidence, and knowledge. But the cross of Jesus offers something different. It's not that it doesn't understand reason, but it gives a higher revelation, a revelation of God's power that when the heart of a man is penetrated by that power, it will be transformed. It will be changed. The cross of Jesus not only replaces rationalism with revelation, it also replaces rebellion and offers righteousness. The cross of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, covers a multitude of sin. You know, the, the, the rebellion that we have inside of us is the cause of the fall. We have sin in our lives. And that sin has to be dealt with. Otherwise, that sin will continue to grow. And that rebellion is not focused towards so much on, on society or one another. That rebellion is focused on God. And God dealt with it already. And if you remove God in the equation, what you have are a bunch of rebellious people who are going to act out the darkness of their heart. We're seeing that right now. Rationalism with revelation, rebellion is being replaced with an offer of righteousness. And thirdly, resolutions is replaced by the offer of redemption. My God is mighty to save. Redemption is found in no other name but in the name of Jesus alone. And God has already done that. We can't look for redemption anywhere else. Oh, you know, the scientific discoveries will bring redemption to people. No, it won't. It will certainly make our lives happy. It can certainly make our, life, our lives more convenient. It will certainly deal with, with some of the issues that, uh, that plague us, like cures for diseases and all of that. But the human heart, the human heart is what must be changed. So God through the cross of Jesus, offers revelation, righteousness, and redemption. Only Christ has the real answers. God says, Jesus is the wisdom of God. We preach Christ and Him crucified. And to the rational mind, it really will not make any sense. Why would someone's death on the cross solve my problem? And God is saying, it's my way of showing you that any device you come up with, any attempt that you come up with in saving yourself is foolishness because this is how I'm going to redeem your life. Through the death of my son. It's foolish to take me out of the equation. We can see all the human depravity evidenced by the behaviors of people. And let me tell you something. We, we can be seeing that again and again. It'll probably only get worse before it gets better until we recognize that there's only one answer. 
God revealed to us His Son. And His death on the cross has given us redemption. And that redemption places us in right standing with God. It's called righteousness. That's the gospel. Worldly wisdom failed to quell the heart of a rebellious person. Of a person who tries to save himself or herself. No Christian ever minimizes the great scientific achievement that people have, have, have come uh, to achieve. No Christian will ever deny uh, the wisdom uh, that, 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 that thinkers in our world has demonstrated. But as Christians... Our worldview is this. Every scientific achievement, every attempt at solving our problems must, must recognize the presence of God. And it's foolishness to remove God out of the equation. It's simply foolishness. There's a second thing that the wisdom of the cross gives us, and that is... The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ relegated the reflection of redemption to God's people. In other words, God decided that a redeemed people will be the reflection of the answer to the problem. That's the church. The redemptive plan of God is now reflected not on our worldly ability to come up with answers, but on God's people. That's a big task. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, the church is not the answer. The church is the body of Christ. Remember that. The Bible says that we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. If people are going to find redemption, if people are going to find the cross, we have a large part to play in that plan of redemption. The reason why the church is here is to confront the culture and bring it to the light of the cross. It's part of our job as, as a witness for Jesus. That's why we, 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 can't, we can't simply, uh, you, you know, uh, not pay attention to our testimony. We need to have a solid testimony. Look at verse 20 again of our text. Verses 20 and 21. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. So a big part of God's redemptive plan is to use men and women who are his sons and daughters, to reflect the power of that cross. You know what? As Christians, we have an opportunity to show the world who we really are, even in this pandemic, even in what's going on. We need to be clear about who we are. We need to be clear about our usability in terms of God's plan for redeeming people. We need to be part of what God is doing. The great knowledge of mankind, the great achievement and advancement that human beings uh, have, have demonstrated to this world is nothing more 
than the evidence of the fact that we are all created in God's image. You see, a lot of people say, well, you know, we need, we need, to, we need to recognize the ingenuity of, of scientists and, and these smart people and these thinkers and all of that. And we do. But as Christians, this is how we see all of these scientific achievements, right? From a Christian worldview, this is what we believe. We believe that God created people. And when he created people, those people were created in his image. But we also understand that the image of God has been marred. Okay? We no longer carry the image of God 100%. Okay? Why? Because we fell into sin. Humanity fell into sin. And therefore, the image of God is no longer complete in us. But we still have some of it. All right? We still have some semblance of the image of God. And that's why humanity is able to come up with these great scientific uh, discoveries. But that's from God. That didn't come just because people were, some people were born smart. Maybe that's true, maybe not. But everything, our, our fallenness still shows evidence that at one time we were created in God's image. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 1030 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com.